Get hyped up, you spooky okay. bitches. Cue the air horn. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I'm first this week. Yes, you are. I'm, ju- I'm jumping right in. I'm wasting no time. <laughs> yeah. Remember last I'm, week, I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm in here this week. <laughs> At the very beginning. Yep. I have arrived. Well, um, first of all, this is Girls yes. Gone Spooky. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Eager beaver. I'm so, yeah. As as the Canadians say, I'm being a keener, which I think is a an excellent. A keener. Keener. Oh, how Like cute. when you're super keen. <laughs> I know. It's keen. Cute? Yeah. Like if someone like shows that. up, it's like, okay, keener. Like you show up early. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love my that. Favorite. I know. Isn't it's that fun? cute. Yeah. Start using it. Start using it with okay. your with your American friends. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate myself. No. Oh. I'll, I'll bring it down here. Bring it to bring the it, south. Bring it down. Bring it to the south. Um, yep. To the southern 48. Yes. Lower 48. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if there were 48 southern states. I would leave. Whoa. I would have oh, a God. That would be, like, bye. yeah. Permanently mm-hmm. bye. <laughs> They'd need to be their own uh, country for sure. Dead. Yeah, 100%. They'd secede. <laughs> yes. Hundo P. Hundo. Um, okay, well, I'm Olivia. That is Amy. <laughs> Hello. This is Girls Gone Spooky. So we're just yep. going to swan dive right in to another Haunted Places episode that yes. is inspired by a place that Amy found last week or the week before? Mm-hmm. Last week? Yeah, last, last week. week. Yeah. Coolio. Um, but I'm elbowing my way to the front because <laughs> it's my turn to go first. <laughs> first will be the crown jewel grand finale <laughs> did you like that yeah, weird we'll hand thing like that thing from um Ooh, pan's labyrinth, pan's labyrinth. yeah <laughs> maybe we'll post that just for shits and giggles should i take a <laughs> screenshot of you doing that yeah <laughs> that's the wait hang on that's the image okay got it <laughs> excellent um Okay, well, we are going to the UK this episode, and I am starting in Ireland. I was originally thinking about doing, like, Ireland and Wales, but then I got into Ireland, and one, I couldn't remember if I'd already done it. Like, I was like, did we already cover Ireland? But we definitely didn't, because once I started reading, I was like, there's so much. Uh So, and things I had never heard of. So cool. I have a bunch and some of them have a lot more information than others. Some is like interesting, like legends, like not quite legends, but you'll, you'll see what I mean. You'll see what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So lots of like historical roots to things that are considered haunted that are like generic things. So okay. I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> so let's do it. First, we are starting with Loftus Hall, which is in County Wexford. And it's beautiful. Um, It's known as the most haunted house in Ireland and is said to be haunted by the devil himself. Um, Yeah. The fate of Loftus Hall as one of the most haunted places in Ireland was perhaps set in stone due to its construction in 1350 during the time (laughs) of the Black Death. 
Wow, so, so old. <laughs> so old. <laughs> I love the haunted stuff from Europe and literally anywhere other than North America because yeah. it's so old. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I love it. Not that there weren't people here at that time, but it's just we don't have the same like written histories, obviously. Right. Exactly. Um, so the legend of Loftus Hall, so built in 1350, um, the legend, though, dates from the 18th century when a mysterious stranger came calling on the Tottenham family who occupied the house at the time. Legend has it that the Tottenham daughter, Anne, soon realized that this mysterious stranger was none other than the devil, due to the fact that he had a cloven hoof in place of a foot. Ew. So that's, that's something. Mm-hmm. That's a nice mm-hmm. scene. Um, after the stranger disappeared, when he flew through the roof. Oh, yep. There's something weird going so, on. Oh, yeah. Something guy. real weird. <laughs> or she's on acid. So uh, maybe a combination of the two. Yeah. Um, Anne, having brought shame on the family due to her supposed hysterics, which like kind of can't blame the family because it yeah. sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, was subsequently locked away in her room where she died several years later. It is said that it's Anne who haunts Loftus Hall, um, which is said to be a hive of poltergeist activity to this very day. Mm-hmm. And Going back to the devil piece, the devil also allegedly left his mark on Loftus Hall via a mysterious Mm. mark on the roof, which visitors can view via a pre-booked guided tour of the hall. So when he, like, bust out. Yeah, it left a mark. It left a mark. Wow, cool. Yeah. So there's a little more that I found from Wikipedia. Um, so this is actually from like a vacation site called authentic vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, a like just, um, collection, I guess I can't think of the word I was thinking of, but a collection of, uh, haunted places in Ireland for people to tour. Um, but then mm-hmm. I kind of went down the rabbit hole on a lot of them. So Charles Tottenham, just to give some more background, became Lord of the Manor, um, having to actually adopt the Loftus name to inherit lands and title, like big historical competition. Um, But he married the daughter of the first Viscount Loftus, and they had seven children, or sorry, six children, four boys and two girls, Elizabeth and Anne. The mother, who he married, so he changed to his wife's name in order to inherit as the male oh. patriarch. The mother's name is also Anne, which is a little confusing, but it's the daughter who had the kind of okay. wild shit. Stuff, yeah. And the mother becomes ill and dies while the girls are still young. And then two years later, Tottenham decides to marry his cousin. Oh. Also, like, <laughs> sorry, and this is coming from someone very Irish, like, how Irish is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, her name is Jane Cliff, and they live together along with Anne, the daughter, in Loftus Hall. So, a little more about the night when Anne kind of loses it. So, one evening, Charles was resting in his home in 1775 with his second wife and daughter from his first marriage, Anne, while the Loftus family were away on business. During a storm, a ship unexpectedly arrived on the Hook Peninsula, where the mansion was located. A young man was welcomed into the mansion. Anne and the young man became very close. One night, the family and mysterious man were in the game room playing cards. In the game, each player received three cards apart from Anne, who was only dealt two by the mystery man. 
A butler serving the Tottenham family at the table was just about to question the man when Anne bent down to pick another card up from the floor, which she must have dropped. It is said that when Anne bent over to pick up the card, she looked beneath the table to see that the mysterious man had a cloven foot. (laughs) So it was then that Anne stood up and said to the man, you have a cloven foot. And the man went through the roof, leaving behind a large (laughs) hole in the ceiling. Soon Anne became mentally very ill. It is believed that the family were ashamed of Anne and locked her away in her favorite room where she would be happy yet out of everyone's view, which was known as the tapestry room. She refused food and drink and sat with her knees under her chin, looking out the tapestry room window across the sea to where Dunmore East is today, waiting for her mysterious stranger to return until she died there in 17, late, I guess later in 1775. It is said that when she died, they couldn't straighten her body as her muscles had seized and she was buried oh. in the same sitting position in which she had died which is so sad oh, very sad and then a couple people um commented this was this detail was pulled from wikipedia but posted onto reddit um on a subreddit called evil buildings which like <laughs> definitely gonna dig into that more uh-huh. yeah that's a good uh, but, resource yeah but a bunch of people uh had been there and were like oh uh-uh this place is haunted af <laughs> um wow and a couple people which is interesting like it's become a bit of an urban legend in that a lot of like older generations will tell younger generations the story but without the location so it's like they tell the story of the devil going through the roof and then her dying in the room later. I mean, even if she, you know, fell ill, I guess, with some sort of like mental illness, clearly something triggered her, you know, like that's yeah. not just like you casually just lose your freaking mind. Right. Yeah, true. But there has to be something. Yeah, something weird going on there. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that is Loftus Hall. The next one is Leap Castle in County Offaly. Um, so there are a ton of haunted castles, as you can imagine, in Ireland. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Leap Castle has a history that is steeped in betrayal and murder. And I kept that mm-hmm. that phrase because steeped in betrayal is just mm-hmm. so... <laughs> it's poetic. It's yeah. so poetic. Um, it's super notorious, this castle, um, and it's also one of the most well-known symbols of haunted Ireland, having achieved fame uh, the world over due to appearances on TV shows such as Ghost Adventures <laughs> and of also, course, of course, and also another one called Most Haunted. So mm-hmm. there are a few different ghosties um the red lady is one who roams the castle clutching a blade (laughs) yeah that's disturbing right to the discovery in the 1920s of hundreds of skeletal remains um Mm. this building for everybody like who learns of its history who doesn't know about its history is just like very disturbing and unnerving like the place is just real big creep show Mm so. One of the most unsettling tales contained in the history of this castle is the story of brothers Thaddeus and, uh, I always say this name wrong, Tige, T-E-I-G-H-E, and I've like seen, there's a rugby player with this name and the Irish guy I was dating at the time told me how to say it and I don't remember. (laughs) 
But they're the O'Connell brothers. Following their father's death, the two brothers found themselves locked in a succession battle to determine leadership of their clan. Thaddeus, who was the older brother and also a priest, was saying mass when Tig entered into the chapel and fatally stabbed him, thus inheriting the title of chief. From that day to current day, the chapel where Thaddeus was brutally slain is now said to be haunted and is known now as the Bloody Chapel. So very spooky. Um, And what's wild is that there's a family that lives there now. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I wonder what they've seen. Right. So... It was built in the 1500s um, and people passing in the night, this bloody chapel, um, people have reported seeing bright light streaming through the windows while the ghost of a priest who was murdered there, so Thaddeus, is said to remain on the grounds. Um, Among Mm -hmm. other reports, the woman in a red dress known as the Red Lady is reported to have been seen at the property carrying a dagger. And then this is wild so they were (laughs) renovating the castle because it was obviously built hundreds of years ago they found so many human remains impaled on wooden spikes within a wall (laughs) within a wall like there's so many layers to this Uh it took three cartloads to remove them whoa ew (laughs) like dozen dozen. what was going on i don't know man so, shish kebabs. Shish kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the episode title. <laughs> that was dark and I love it. <laughs> so I could think of. <laughs> Irish shish kebabs. Uh-huh. I'm dead. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so uh-huh. they believe that they were either prisoners or unsuspected guests of the family the the o'connells or o'carrolls i'm not sure which it is who would have dropped down through a hidden trap door above something called an oubliette where they would have their this is so fucked they would have their (laughs) lungs punched it's like a booby trap their lungs would be punctured by wooden spikes (gasps) below and then they'd be left to just die there Within oh. earshot of people, yeah, partying. Oh, no. <laughs> so <Yeah>. messed up. <laughs> that is messed up. And an oubliette is like a, I think a pretty common like castle booby trap, which is basically like a secret dungeon with an opening only in the ceiling. So it's like a well, basically. So someone wow. who would have like fallen in, which is just so <laughs> freaking wild. And then there was one other thing here about the castle's also said to be haunted by something called the elemental. And I couldn't quite figure out like what that was. Um, Hmm. So I don't know the, the um, there were like the O'Carroll family. I think it is O'Carroll. They also, they're like, it's very game of Thrones, honestly, because they also, had invited um, these members of another clan called the uh, Northern Macmahons 
and they attended a feast at the castle after training them in training the O'Carrolls. So they were like doing them a solid in new mm -hmm. methods of warfare. And they're at this feast and they poisoned their food. Oh, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. So that family is also said to haunt the castle. Um, mm. Yeah, really, really, really wild. And then some yeah. people actually believe that perhaps that is what inspired the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. That's like totally speculative oh. on Reddit, but I don't know. Redditors sometimes like have it right. Yeah, I mean, they put things together. 100%. Like no one else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah, cartloads of dead people, 40 <laughs> homies doing a solid murdered. Just, like, really gnarly. And then something called yeah. the Elemental, which, like, honestly, to me, just sounds like like something that would occur when there's a lot of death. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just... Yeah. Um, sounds powerful. Very powerful. So, okay. So then, in County Dublin, we have the Hellfire Club. So, <clears throat> Montpelier... Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um... Montpellier Hill, or the Hellfire Club, as it, as it is commonly known, is an old hunting lodge set in the Dublin mountains with a very strange past. It was founded in the 18th century by a man named Richard Parsons, who was a Freemason and the first Earl of Ross. Um, the Hellfire Club invented its members to deviate from the social norms of the day and take a walk on the wild side of life, which, like, metal. Um, <laughs> um, back in black! Um, <laughs> And if the Hellfire Club had a motto, then it was probably anything goes. So from debauched behavior to satanic rituals, mm. nothing was really off limits for this crew. Um, it said that the ultimate aim for members was to summon Satan to their meetings. Oh, okay. And to this effect, uh, members of the club led by their president, the King of Hell, <laughs> wow. Like, okay, that's a little narcissistic, but all right. Um, they dabbled in black magic, conducted black masses, and if legend is to be believed, the Hellfire Club also sacrificed animals, dabbled in cannibalism, sacrificing, and then consuming a servant girl in their quest mm. to summon the Dark Lord. <laughs> very creepy. It's very creepy and very gross. creepy. Yeah, not great, not great, not great. Um, let's see. So that is Hellfire Club. That is one that like gets a ton of attention on hmm. social media and like from tourist groups. Like people are like, absolutely Hellfire Club. Like this is the most haunted place. And it's very just like. Wow bland looking from the outside like it looks like it's probably just like a kind of a warehouse on the inside so i don't know it's kind of odd but yeah curious very curious Interesting. so then we have the liamani castle i know i'm butchering that i'm so sorry in county clare um which is i think right next to county cork where my family is from um <laughs> So this castle has a very salacious history. Red Mary, who was known for her flaming locks and her fiery temper, ruled the castle with a fist of iron, often hanging servant girls from the windows by their hair until they died. Oh, God. 
until they died like Uh, that's a really long time yeah how long can your hair hold the weight of your body (laughs) i don't know depends if you've bleached it (laughs) (laughs) you got joked today girl (laughs) i don't think they were doing sun in at that time but you never know (laughs) you never know Lemon, yeah, lemon juice. Lemon juice. Yeah. <laughs> Children Classic. of the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. She was married. So Red Mary was married no less than 25 times. And it said that one of her many husbands met an untimely end when she kicked him in the stomach until he died. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yikes. Unsurprisingly, she had a lot of enemies, um, Mm -hmm. some of whom eventually captured her, encasing her in a hollowed out tree where she starved to death. Wow. Which is like, honestly, sort of a fitting end for a big old bitch. (laughs) Yeah, like evil meeting evil. Evil. Evil way to die. Exactly. So today, Mm -hmm. it's Red Mary who is said to haunt the ruins of the castle with her screams. Wouldn't want to run into her. Yes, she's a creepy one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next on the list is um, in County Fermanagh. I'm really, you guys, I can't, speak, I can't speak Gaelic. Um, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, glad it sounds at least like familiar-ish. Um, it's the Kunin Ghost. Um, so this is a classic ghost story, um, and it focuses on Mrs. Murphy, her son, and five daughters who lived in a cottage near Brookborough County, Fermanagh, in 1913. According to reports by multiple people who visited the cottage at the time, this, there was a spirit there determined to evict the family from the house. Both night and day, rapping could be heard in the cottage. And it wasn't just the family saying this. It was like other people coming into the house were like, what the hell? Um, sometimes even to the rhythm of a song and bed sheets could be seen moving to their own accord. Pots and pans would suddenly fly across the kitchen and pillows would be pulled from beneath the girls' heads, which reminded me a little bit of one other, one of the, um, the weird like exorcism stories. Was it in Salem or something? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, I remember um, that story. They failed many, many failed attempts to exercise the poltergeist. The family was forced to flee, and the cottage has remained empty since. And that was 1913. It's been wow. a really long time. Yeah, but people can go visit this place? I no? guess so. It's It doesn't really say. It seems like you it's, can. I mean, it's just an empty cottage. So I'm sure they have, it's like along a a tour route, Um, but wild. (laughs) So that brings us to another castle, Kennedy castle of County Afali, which is in the quote haunted triangle of Ireland, which like love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kennedy castle is actually a four star hotel which is very cool. It's said to be haunted by a monk named Hugh who has appeared in front of guests of the hotel and even speaks to a staff member, Hmm. which is wild. 
So during the Norman period, an Augustinian abbey was built near the castle where the monk is said to have come from. It's believed that he roams the castle to protect it and ensure that the era is not forgotten, which is actually kind of sweet. Like, that's actually kind of a sweet yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, next is where my family is from, County Cork. Um mm-hmm. Located just outside of Kinsale, Charles Fort is a 17th century military structure, home to a ghost known as, of course, the White Lady, because we got a White Lady in <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. Typical. Um, according to legend, the White Lady is the ghost of a local girl who married a soldier, and on their wedding night, it's said that her husband fell asleep while covering a post and was shot dead by the bride's father without knowing it was his new son-in-law. Realizing what he had done, the bride's father threw himself off the ramparts. Upon learning of the tragedies, it just gets worse. Upon learning of the tragedies, the bride jumped to her death from one of the floors. <laughs> and oh, ever no. since, I know. Ever since then, she is said to haunt the fort in her wedding dress. Like, wow. What a domino. This poor girl. Yeah. It's like, can we all just take a beat? Like, before yeah. we get hasty with our decision making here? Oh, man. Wild. <laughs> Impulse. Yeah. Um, Wicklow Gowl is next, which was originally built in 1702. Um, it closed its gates, which were also known as the Gates of Hell, for the final time <laughs> as a prison in 1924. So this is a prison that was open for over 220 years. 222 years, actually, to be exact. Today, it's one of the country's most haunted places to visit, thanks to its history of housing inmates who were starved and tortured, which mm. is definitely believable in the 17 and 1800s. Yes. Um, Ghost Hunters International visited in 2010 and discovered a ton of paranormal activity. Um, During tours, visitors have reported seeing ghosts, hearing children crying, and seeing a young boy in the school room, which is crazy. There's one detail. Actually, I'll come back to that at the very end. Um, Last one. uh, The Ghost of Ballygally Castle, which is in County (laughs) Antrim. Bally Galley Castle. Bally Galley. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's another four star hotel um, located along the Antrim coast. It has one room that's not available for booking. Uh, so, around 400 years ago, it said that Lady Isabella Shaw. Um, who lived in the castle, was locked alone in the room by her husband, Lord James, after she gave birth to his heir. Um, So there are two tales surrounding her death. The first is that while she was trying to escape to reach her child, she fell to her death from the tower. The second is that she was thrown from the window by her husband. So either way, she died. And she's said to wander the corridors of the old castle while guests can visit her old room if they dare. But you can't book it. You can't stay in it. Oh, interesting. So that one is creepy. And then I wanted to just go back really quickly. I forgot one thing around Loftus Hall. Um, Mm -hmm. This is the one who the mysterious stranger comes with the cloven feet and the devil goes through the ceiling. Um, sightings of a young girl have been reported at the property since and there was actually a photo in 2014 that went viral showing the ghost quote-unquote of a girl and an old woman at Loftus Hall so we'll definitely post the photo um on on our Instagram 
yeah it's really it's it's actually really creepy like (laughs) and it's really like bizarre I don't know it's creepy it's really creepy it's like a young girl sitting next or standing next to an old woman who's seated but it's like very clearly Mm -hmm. zoomed in on like someone just caught Mm -hmm. a low low um res photo it's it's actually really quite creepy okay I can't wait I will post that for sure um And then just a couple, like, really quick ones that are more, like, legendy. Mm-hmm. This is what I was referring to earlier about, like, not quite haunted things, but just creepy things that are, like, very mundane. There's yeah. one called Hungry Grass. And I'm sure mm-hmm. this stems from the potato famine. Um, oh. But the story goes that if you're going through a, going for a walk through unknown fields, you may feel a deathly weakness of hunger on you. And that means that they say you've stumbled upon the patch of grass that someone starved to death from during the famine. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So they say to keep a crust of bread in your pocket and eat it when this happens and you'll be saved. But I don't know what happens if you don't, like if you can escape it. But I was thinking like so many people died. So it's like everywhere must be like (laughs) – yeah. grounds for hungry gra- hungry grass. Um, wow, interesting. Another one is called Fugimara. Um, so basically, it's it's kind of similar. So it's like if you go into a field in the fog where you hmm. you end up getting lost, like disoriented, and you're unable to find the gate or wall, like out of the field. Um, hmm. And you know, it's probably like men coming home drunk and you know, on a shortcut and getting lost and dying of exposure or slipping or something. Um, but this Redditor who posted about it uh, talked a lot about their own experience with something similar, where it's mm-hmm. possibly that this like Fugimara thing, this like, this like disorienting fog is also related to like the fairy realm. So there's a lot of talk about like this actually happening to people where they like, know where they're going so it's not like an unknown field like they know where they're going and they end up walking around in circles and it takes them like five times the time it should to take them to go through somewhere and Mm -hmm. yeah it's very weird it's like this idea of like you accidentally stumble into like another world kind of through like some sort of portal and there are a bunch of people who talk about it as if like they really believe that it has happened to them. And I don't know, like the Irish are pretty superstitious, but still it's just like, it's just kind of creepy. Like you're just like, Mm -hmm. okay, I don't love that. Yeah. Like Um, the twilight zone. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like the twilight zone. So that is all that is it. That is spooky haunted Ireland. Um, I love it. Definitely, definitely gonna post the creepy picture of the little girl and the old woman because that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now for the for the grand finale. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how grand it can be. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I just have the one. But first, a couple things. If yeah. you hear a saw in the background. <laughs> It's because my dad is outside my window building a patio for us. 
So oh, yeah, dad. ignore that if you can. Happy Father's Day <laughs> to you from dad. I like that yeah. energy. <laughs> I know. He's so sweet. And he's Big been really energy. into this. Aww. Okay, wait, there it is. <laughs> I don't know how loud it is, but his ears were burning. It's not that bad. It's just you can just hear it in the background. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, then the other thing, really quick, I actually forgot until you were talking about ghost tours that I went on the Stanley Hotel. Ghost oh my god! Tour oh my god! <laughs> yes. Weekend. Oh my god! Um, Tell us. Yeah, it was so fun, and yeah, it was really cool. I think I mentioned this. So we went at like 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. So the only downside of that is that you can't go up to the guest floors in case people are sleeping. Oh, right, right. Which I would have loved to have seen that too. But either way, we got to go to the concert hall and in the basement of the hotel and um, into like this ballroom area that that part was really interesting for fans of The Shining because mm, he yeah. described how when Stephen King and his wife stayed at the Stanley, they were the only two guests there because it was the off season and how the staff member that was with them put one small table and two chairs like smack dab in the middle of this giant dining room. Wow. And so they were the only two people eating in there and apparently that's when it struck Stephen King like how eerie this place was yeah (laughs) and then apparently also the like night watchman or the caretaker at the Mm -hmm. Stanley was named Lou Grady who Mm -hmm. I believe is two characters in The Shining there's one named Lou and one named Grady yeah that's right yeah, he inspired that. And then, yeah, it was really cool to hear that part. That's awesome. Um, but then as far as the ghosts, they were actually more modern. Um, oh. There was one who was an employee of the hotel named Paul. And he unfortunately had a massive heart attack while he was shoveling the stairs. And That's he awesome. had... Yeah, he had an office there in the concert hall that um, he loved to be there. (laughs) And apparently he still loves to be there because um, actually on a tour that was being led by the tour guide that we had, he said that he was talking about the room, whatever. And there's this one specific couch that belonged to Paul. So it's still in there. It hasn't been moved out. And he saw out of the corner of his eye, the people that were sitting on the couch, like kind of fly up almost into the air a little bit as if somebody had just sat on the cushion, but no one sat down. (laughs) So he actually saw that happen, which is pretty cool. That's wild. Yes. And then, yeah, the other coolest parts, I mean, it was all cool, but he would in each location would show us photos that had been taken in that location Mm -hmm. that seemed to show something ghostly. And there's a pretty um, thorough vetting process, I guess, for which photos they deem to be reliable. Legit. Yeah, legit. That's a better word. 
Um, like they only accept them from people who show it to their tour guide right away rather mm-hmm. than sending it later. So it's yeah. like these people have taken selfies and then looked at them and been like, what is what that? What the hell is that? <laughs> and then, so yeah, it was, they were legitimately really scary. Like there was one um, that looked like a little golem, like a little oh, demon. No, <laughs> from no, Lord no. Of the Rings. Um, and that was in these creepy tunnels that oh, I guess there was a full tunnel system under the hotel, but much of it has collapsed at this point. Mm. But the part that's, that's still in use. Yeah. Yeah. So I can send you some pictures. I didn't get any with please. ghosts in it, but it is spooky looking. Yes, so. please. I love it. Yeah, it was cool. So I'd recommend if anyone goes to Estes Park, it's a fun time. excuse me all right but anyway now we'll move on to what's called wistman's wood which is the place that i found while i was researching druids last week um and this is in england so all right so wistman's wood is an example of a stunted oak forest which means that the trees in there don't grow taller than 20 feet high. So they're pretty short, which I don't know. It I think short and dense based on the pictures mm-hmm. that I've seen. Okay. And they believe, or at least one source I saw said that woods like this once covered the entirety of this area, which is known as Dartmoor. Mm-hmm. But now this nine acre patch of Wistman's wood is now the only forest that is left. So whether that's because of human development or like if surrounding forests just died for some reason, um, I don't know, but it's a little intriguing just to think about how that nine acre patch is all that seems to be left of these ancient forests. That's kind of mystical. Yeah. So, um, I guess to connect with the Druid part from last week, there was a 19th century writer. Her name was Eliza Bray, and she wrote about Wisman's Wood as one of the last remaining, what she called ancient Druid groves, um, which is where Druids would carry out their rituals. Um, potentially sacrifices, etc. Lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there are actually still carvings and like symbols that were drawn into these really thick layers of moss Whoa. by the druids that are still visible. Whoa. So, yeah. I saw into a picture the moss? Of <laughs> yeah, I think probably carvings in wood, but the one I, I saw a picture of was on a stone or a boulder and it is, is like so cool a swirl in the moss so whoa like, yeah <laughs> I'll how, does that you- keep- how did that not grow over i don't know magic magic <laughs> obviously magic obviously magic <laughs> stupid question but, Liv. yeah magic. <laughs> yeah so i don't know um but this whole the whole woods, they're absolutely beautiful and we need to post a picture of it. Um, 
but I will again pass on this note that I saw that for whatever reason, it's been gaining popularity as a tourist destination. And as a result of people being careless and disrespectful, it's Mm -hmm. starting to sustain some damage. So if you go to visit, don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then also, if you go to visit, you should probably avoid the woods at night. (laughs) <laughs> because apparently <laughs> that's, that's when I'd want to go. <laughs> I know. That's when things start to change. So, Shit's about to pop off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know it. And you know it. So the main spooky thing that comes out of this wood are the wished hounds. Um and that's what? wish wish with a T on the end. Okay. Um, So wished, yeah. And depending on who you ask, these hounds are either guided by the devil himself or by a man who's maybe a ghost now at this point, known as the Dark Huntsman. I thought you were going to say the Dark Lord. (laughs) No. The Dark Lord. The Dark Lord. Yeah, basically. I mean, Dark Huntsman, Dark Lord. Yeah. Um. Excuse me, but as their reputation as like hellhounds basically (laughs) suggests, they are not friendly dogs. They are (laughs) described as being huge black dogs who have fiery eyes the size of saucers and vicious yellow fangs like that of a tiger. Being yellow just makes it gross. Yeah, it makes it worse. Probably smells bad. Like, oh, yeah, like sulfur. meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ew. Dead so. meat and sulfur, bleh. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so, yeah, they're a pack of dogs, scary. Some people suggest that these hounds would appear to hunt the restless spirits left behind after druidic sacrifices. Mm. Though, as we know from last week, whether or not druids actually carried out human sacrifice is not known. Um, But the story of these hounds as hunters of sacrificial victims goes on to say that they would bring the carcasses, which I wrote spirits have carcasses, question mark. (laughs) I want to hear your notes more. Spirits have carcasses? (laughs) Yeah, little italics. They have carcasses? I don't know. I never thought of that. But I guess if demon dogs are in the spirit realm, who knows? They have access to (laughs) different things. Um, But they would bring these carcasses back to their master, probably the devil, um, who would, for whatever, (laughs) yeah, the dark lord, for whatever reason, he would keep it keep the body in a sack and then depending on how he was feeling that day I guess he would let the dogs feed on the remains or just keep Out the of body the sack? In a sack. come on guy <laughs> yeah so that's devilish behavior yeah seriously but, yeah so that's if if the druids were performing sacrifices in the woods, maybe that's the case. But 
Another version of the legend says that the wished hounds, their main target, was unbaptized babies. Come on. Yeah, which is dark. So this sounds kind of odd given that this is a very remote forest area, but it actually makes some sense when I saw this other source that talked about an old road that's just north of Wistman's Wood known as Lick or Like, I don't know, L-Y-C-H, Way, Mm -hmm. um, that winds through the moors. And before cars, obviously, residents of nearby villages would have to walk along this path to get to the nearest church. Mm. So if a baby was born at home in the village, they right. could be hunted by the hounds, like even if they were on their way to the church to be baptized. Right. Um, I suppose oh, it's God. possible. Yeah. But apparently this people were fearful of this enough that um, legend says that it became a custom to put a slice of consecrated bread under the baby's head while you walked to and from church until they were baptized. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Body of Christ. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Carry him with you. Um, yeah. But now a little bit about the dark huntsman, who's maybe also the master of the hounds. Um okay. This kind of goes along with, I guess this is foreshadowing, but it goes along with the unbaptized baby part. Mm-hmm. Um, so the origin of the Dark Huntsman is unclear, but this is a story about him that I'm going to paraphrase. And it is written in Old English, so <laughs> pardon me if <laughs> I trip up on some of these weird things. <laughs> so... Um, this is about a man who was out, apparently it was Christmas or Christmas Eve. Um, he was out in the moors at night, which it says he shouldn't have been, he should have known better. And this part is interesting just as a, another old legend, because apparently they believed that on Christmas Eve, the stones would come to life and dance. So it's kind of like in Death Valley, those rocks. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, but maybe more intense because it says danced frenetically. So (laughs) I don't know. Um, But he was out there and he suddenly heard the sound of a hunting horn. And in the distance, a hunter and his pack of hounds appeared they were coming full tilt towards this man who was out in the moors. Um, it says a maelstrom of big black dogs shot past, their jaws gnashing and snarling with blood red tongues lolling out. They seemed to be baying, but no cry could be heard. Hot on their heels came a tall rider clad all in black, and he was mounted on a huge blacker steed with eyes of fire. Um, let's see. So then I'm, this is where I really have to paraphrase because <laughs> this is written so weirdly. But Ye old English. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the man says, hey, huntsman, what be ye a chasin? 
<laughs> give us some of your game. So he's asking for whatever reason, some of the game that they've been hunting. Okay. And so the dark huntsman takes a bundle and says to this man, take that and think yourself lucky. So oh God. he gives him something. This man in the moors continues home and he's feeling pleased. Like, Oh, I got some game and I didn't right. even need to hunt for it. Uh oh. So then he goes into the house and his wife says, Oh, let's open it up. <laughs> this is so dark. Um, he says, I met a huntsman who gave me some game and I want to see what we got. His face took on a yellowy hue as the woman passed him the lantern. He held it high and peered into the bundle that was sat in his lap. With a shriek, he leapt away and leapt away, period. <laughs> the woman looked down and then too screamed and yelled, her face buried in her hands, the tasty, quote, game was the tattered body of their baby. So... Awful. Of their baby? Yes. Oh, <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. So tragic and evil. So... Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yikes. Um, that took a... That was dark. I thought it was just going to be a dead body. I mean, not that I that's know. not scary, but like... Yeah. Ooh. I know. I thought ahead, maybe, but no. They're yeah. baby. No, sad. no. They're baby. So sad. Yeah. So, um, the source that I used today indicated that there have been sightings of these hounds, but I couldn't find oh. any, like, good mm. stories other than allusions to sightings mm. of... Um, something and actually these sightings were usually of a singular or a pair of large mm. either canine or feline looking creatures in the moors oh. and these sightings were more recent and because it was usually just one or two creatures um, either it or they have earned the name the beast of Dartmoor so mm. This is similar, but probably different from the Wist Hounds, Wished Hounds legends, and also more modern, because um, they say that the first sightings of the beasts of Dartmoor was in the 1980s, and sightings continued until the 2010s, so quite recent. And this beast of Dartmoor has been known to kill and consume livestock in this area, and in November of 1998, someone finally got a really good view of this so-called Beast of Dartmoor. And he was like, oh my god, that is an actual lion. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, lions are not native to the English countryside. No. So <laughs> this was like quickly and heavily investigated. And... They discovered that the Beast of Dartmoor, this was reported in the Telegraph newspaper, was mm -hmm. probably several Beasts of Dartmoor. And that's because in 1978, a circus owner named Mary Chipperfield released a pair, a mating pair of pumas oh, into the wild. <laughs> yeah, so... I guess she did that because the zoo that she ran was shutting down 
and Chipper Field, who is the animal trainer, she opted to release her favorite pumas, two males, oh, two males and a female, into the wild rather than force them to adapt to a new home. So, and actually, years later, the story behind her zoo's revival in 2011 um, was the basis for the movie We Bought a Zoo with oh (laughs) yeah interesting but yeah so there were legitimately beasts of dartmoor because they were actual pumas (laughs) that had lived there so it makes sense and just one last little detail apparently that was not a crime to release exotic animals until 1981 so what she did was actually totally legal. <laughs> she just let these pumas what? out to roam. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're still there or if they I died hope not. out. That sounds like very dangerous. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. But I did see something that people have heard sounds in the forest and on these moors. So maybe it's pumas. <laughs> Maybe it's the hellhounds. Who knows? Oh my god. So yeah. There's the the finale. The baby killing hounds with the Dark Lord is definitely creep worthy. Yes, definitely. I I wonder if it's just babies because I'm not baptized, so would I get snatched? (laughs) Babies only? Like, are we saying like toddlers are safe? <laughs> Full fledged adult women? We good? Yeah. Or <laughs> I'll just need some I'm care. baptized. I'm baptized. So I'll just like I don't know. Pour some water on you. I'll just okay. I'll just get some consecrated bread. Yeah. <laughs> put it in my some, pocket. Get some body of Jeebus, and mm-hmm. then you'll be good to go. And then that'll save you from the hungry grass, too, in case you get lost in Ireland. Oh, perfect. Uh, Two birds, one stone. <laughs> carrying around a stale cracker for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this has been another episode of Haunted Places. So Yay. thank you for joining us. Stay spooky. Don't get eaten by hellhounds. Uh, we'll post some creepy pics. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next time. Stay spooky, Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.